my number one piece of advice is be open to people that you wouldn't necessarily go for. Like if they're not fitting like the exact description of what you want, like look wise, obviously personality wise is different, but look wise, don't say no because I can't even, I can't stress it enough. That's not what's going to keep you in like a solid partnership. It's not like what they look like. What's going to keep that partnership long lasting and solid for you to get through everything that life throws at you is someone that works well with your personality and your needs. Hi, I'm Ariel Charnas and this is In-House, my podcast about all the happenings in my life. Whether it's fashion, entrepreneurship, marriage, or mom life, you'll hear it all right here on In-House. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of In-House with me, Ariel Charnas. I'm so excited for today's episode because it's all about you guys. I get so many questions from my followers on a range of things in my life. Whether it's about fashion, parenting, my marriage, or my company, there's a lot of you who ask me for all kinds of advice, so I wanted to dedicate an episode to answering your questions. So thank you to all who submitted questions via my Instagram post. I've invited my assistant, Bailey, to go through these with me. So without any further ado, let's get started. Okay. Wait, let me just say first that I haven't looked at any of them. So Bailey went into my Instagram sticker and she picked all these questions out. We're going to start with general questions and then we'll get into like certain topics. Okay. First question. Can you walk me through a typical day? Ooh, okay. A typical day. Um, I wake up at 6.30, get the kids. We have breakfast. I run out the door with Ruby to drop her at school. Then I get back. I pick up Esme. I take her to school. And then once I'm back, I have pretty much my work schedule for the next four hours, right? And then in between that, if I'm home, I'm usually with Navy and working at the same time. Um, twice a week, I go to the office. Then at two o'clock, I leave to go pick up Ruby from school. Or no, sorry, one thirty, I leave to go get Esme. Then I drop Esme off and then I go down to get Ruby and then I bring Ruby back. And then my nanny takes them to after school activities while I'm with Navy and then we have dinner together. Sometimes Brandon and I will go out, and I'm usually in bed by 7.45. Yeah, I would say your schedule's very routine. <laughs> it's the same every yeah. day. Yeah, it really is the same. I mean, obviously, like, the work stuff is very different each day. Some days it's, you know, shooting partnerships. Some, some days it's meetings. Some days it's fittings. So it's a mix of, of all of those. And But the school thing and nighttime routine is usually the same, and morning routine. How do you stay motivated to maintain a healthy lifestyle? Oh, I mean, my health anxiety, I think, keeps me motivated to maintain a healthy lifestyle. But I think I just, you know, I, I could exercise a little bit more. I'm very, very on top of doctor appointments. I never let those go a day past their their due date. And I do, I try to keep only healthy foods in my house. I think that after Esme, I really focused on changing our diets. She had like a weird dairy allergy in the beginning. So we've almost fully cut out dairy from our diets. So I don't even keep milk in my home. I do keep organic Valley cheese for the kids because they like really love it on their pasta. But other than that, we really don't have dairy in the house. Um, I try to do a lot of gluten-free options, lots of vegetables, fruits. Yeah. I mean, is that... 
a healthy lifestyle. I think I think it's somewhat. Of a- yeah, no, I think that you guys are very balanced in your. Yeah. Like all of their snacks, by the way, like they don't even know how good the bad stuff is out there. Like I keep only like dye free, like barely any snacks with cane sugar. I'm like, I mean, I'm not crazy. I'll let them, you know, have something if they really want it. Right. But I do try to make sure it's safer. I remember in, in Florida, in the lobby, they had those Swedish fish and they would go crazy for the Swedish fish. That was so bad. Every day they would try to take from that jar. I always gave. <laughs> I know. You're the worst. <laughs> I want to be like the like the cool one. Like mom says you can't have it. I'll give it to you. I know. And then you leave and I'm up all night with them. <laughs> okay. Favorite influencers that you follow. This is a good one. Ooh, okay. Favorite influencers I follow. Do you Do we consider Rosie an influencer? Yeah. I love following her. I think her feed is very beautiful. There's this other girl. Her Instagram is Anouk V. Anouk V. Anouk Vi. I don't know. A-N-O-U-K. Um, she just has really cool style. I love her. I, I relate a lot to her style. And then I love Fashion Bug Blog. She's in London and she's just a super mom. And I mean, her style's different than mine, but it's really fun to follow. Like she's a lot more, not adventurous, but maybe adventurous, colorful. I don't know. I I just love looking at her feed because it's so pretty. Yeah. I think those would be my top three right now. Oh, wait, I have to list the handles. I'm sure everyone knows Rosie's. So it's Rosie HW. And then Anouk is A-N-O-U-K-Y-V-E. Her her style is just really cool. And then The Fashion Bug blog is the other Instagram. Those are my favorites right now. Biggest pinch me moment. Oh, wow. There's there's a few. The first store opening, seeing a Something Navy store. The billboard in Times Square. That was wild. I think the first time that I saw someone wearing Something Navy, like out in the wild, and they didn't know who I was. That... That to me, I I know that might sound weird, but it just made me feel like they really liked the brand. It had nothing to do with like connecting with me or liking my family. Like it was very much about the product and and the brand that we've created. And that was just the best feeling in the entire world. Amazing. One, I like this question, one wine for the rest of your life. What is it? Barolo. You're a Barolo girl. Yeah. I love red wine. Barolo batch. Okay. (laughs) Do you go to therapy? I do, and I find it very helpful. I think it's really important to be able to talk about how you're feeling. I think it 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 really helps, even though you don't think that it does, or if you don't think it does, it like you don't realize how much that takes off of you when you're able to voice, you know. And it also brings up things that you didn't even know you were thinking about. Right. Like I remember my last call with the psychologist. I was like. She's like, how are you? I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I, like, my anxiety's not here right now. So like, I don't really know if there's anything for us to talk about. And then somehow we just like spiraled. And I was like, where did all of this come from? But yes. I think a lot of people like are interested just because a lot of people think that like they don't like they don't have problems and like that like everything's good in their life. And even when things are going good for a lot of people, like it's still nice to have an outlet. It's underlying too. Yeah. A thousand percent. Okay. Now we're going to go into, like, fashion and beauty. Okay. Where do you find your inspiration for your outfits and your Something Navy collections? For my outfits, I don't know. I mean, I, like, walk into my closet and I 
see a piece, whether it's a coat or a shoe or a bag, and I kind of just style things around that. I would be lying if I didn't say that some pictures on Instagram influenced me, like the people I follow and I love. But I always have my own take on those looks. So it's nice to have things in your saved folder. But I do think my style is very different than the people that I follow. Um, so I kind of, I feel like, take pieces of each person if that's what the outfit's inspired by that day. I also weirdly like to look at the shopping websites I go on to see how they style the looks. I think that's kind of like fun to use as a resource. That's pretty much where I get my inspo for my everyday outfits. For the collections, I mean, that's pretty much all from the customer. We have a team who studies all that information and then comes back with with all that. And then based on my DMs and taps on stories, just seeing what people are, are gravitating towards. I also like to look at what people share of my stories. So if I post like a coat and I see that there's like, you know, 1200 shares of that, like meaning someone sent it to a friend, I'm always like, oh, like this struck a chord on them. Like they they were interested in this piece. That's something to think about. But it's really data driven and conversational with with the customers for the collections. And also, of course, my my personal taste and what I think is really chic and cool at the time. What is in your bag every day? My wallet, a water, always I never leave the house without a water. My cell phone, my mask, it's usually on me, but my mask, hand sanitizer. I've been trying to carry around hand cream because my hands get so dry in the winter. A lip color gloss or bomb anything usually a snack because of kids like if I have to go to school you know I always have like some sort of snack a hair thing yeah I think that's it right yeah you're pretty simple I don't use the ear pods yeah no I don't even use them those anymore yeah any skincare secrets that you swear by yes Bailey was making fun of me last night because I smelled so bad why Bailey was with me when I was already doing my skincare routine is I don't even know how to answer that but I normally am not someone to take care of my skin, my face. Like, I don't even, I never thought about it until this past year when I was in Florida. I just kept noticing my neck was starting to get wrinkles. And I was like, wait, I'm kind of getting old. So not old, but I'm growing up. I need to start taking care of my skin. So my cousin, Candice, who was on the podcast, Mama and Tata, she told me to go see this facialist. I've never had a facial. So I went to see her. Her name was Ida Bakaj. It was a very eye-opening appointment in the best way possible. One, she was like, holy shit, your face is so dry. Like, why? And I was like, I don't I don't put anything on it. So she gave me a whole routine. I spent so much money buying these products because she, I mean, I really believe that, believed whatever she said to me because I left there feeling like glowy and beautiful and I couldn't get over my skin. So... Basically, I've been doing her entire uh, regimen for the last, what is it, like three months, two months, all biologique regerge, like from start to finish. And it's no joke. Like you have to start with, you start with removing the makeup, then you use a toner, then you wash your face, then you put like these serums on and then a cream and then another cream and then another serum on top of the cream. There's like so many steps, but I've been really like rigid with it. I've been really trying to do it. And then also with like a really great neck cream. I actually remember I told you this, that the first time oh. that I saw you, like we were at Miami airport 
I think you just got pregnant with Esme because Ruby was running around. Oh, right. You told me this. And I texted my friends. I said, oh, my God, just saw Ariel Charnas in the airport. Her <laughs> skin is glowing. That's so funny. I've, I had like grew up with bad skin. So like whenever someone has good skin, I'm like, oh, my God. Was it flying back from Florida, though? Mm-hmm. I mean, so I was tan. I mean, you were tan and you had like moisturizer on. Yeah, that doesn't count. No, it does. It looked good. That's nice. Oh, I like this question because I want to know the answer to this. If you didn't work in fashion, what would you be doing? There's two things that really interest me. One, I probably would have never done because it's just so complicated, I feel like, which would be working at like some sort of space, like NASA kind of environment, but I would never do it. Okay, Esme. Yeah, seriously. I not because I think I'm I would understand I just I'm very fascinated by it. I love learning about it. But I guess I would probably go into I would probably have gone to school for psychology. Like a psychologist or therapist or something like that. Good answer. Good answer. Moving on. Dating and relationships. Best dating advice for someone in their twenties living in New York City. We got a lot of this. A lot. Best dating advice, and I've given it to Bailey a million times because it's so funny. I sound like such a mom, but like now I understand why parents would say these things to you. Like, I know I've been through it. Like, trust me, I already know. I'm telling you, I know I've been through it. I was single in my 20s in New York City and I was heartbroken and I wanted to find someone so badly. I did and I didn't. I was having so much fun. But my number one piece of advice is be open to people that you wouldn't necessarily go for. Like if they're not fitting like the exact description of what you want, like look wise, obviously personality wise is different, but look wise, don't say no, because I can't even I can't stress it enough. That's not what's going to keep you in like a solid partnership. It's not like what they look like. What's going to keep that partnership long lasting and solid for you to get through everything that life throws at you is someone that works well with your personality and your needs. Like if I saw someone that I mean, obviously, it helps if they're good looking. That's great to have both. But like, don't say no to someone that's not, you know, six, four and has like a six pack and, you know, blue eyes like you can't like, trust me, don't don't do it because it'll take you much longer to find your person much longer. That's my advice. How do you know that you have found the one? There's there's been a few moments. I feel like it wasn't like, you know, you meet someone and it just clicks. It was kind of like I got very like not bored, but like, you know, after like, you know, a couple dates with someone, I just, you know, I would lose interest and I was turned off a lot by like a lot of little things. So I feel like with Brandon, he definitely played the game properly so that I didn't lose interest. So I knew at first that that game maybe was working on me, but it also, you know, kept me around longer than I normally would. And I feel like that was helpful because he would do things that would normally turn me off with other guys. And I didn't feel turned off with him. I just like the game really helped me like want him more, if that makes sense. So that was the initial where I was like, there's something different about this guy. Um, And then you know, I just like everything I wanted to do, I wanted to do with him. So it was like, you know, if I had to go to, I don't know, Restoration Hardware, I was like, who would I call to go do? Like, I would want to go with him. Like, I want to go see this new movie. I want to go with Brandon. Or, you know, if I want to go 
drive to the Hampton. Like I would want to do everything with him. So that's when I was like, okay, like always want to be with this person. I'm generally like overall very happy when I'm with him. Unless, you know, he drove me crazy. But I, I it was an overall like just it just feels right. I don't know. I it's it's not it's never like I mean, I don't know, maybe it is for some people, but like there's never like one moment where you're like, this is it, like he's the one. That's my guy. It's like it's like I wish it was that easy. Maybe it is for some people. I don't know. But like for me it was like a series of things that kind of led up to the moment, you know, of course when we got engaged, where I was just like I don't like this is my story. Like it felt like this was my story and this was going to be my life. And it, it felt very right. And I was really excited about it. And it made me really happy. So like that to me was just like all I cared about. Moving on to family. So first question, one argument that you and Brandon always have. Who's going into Ruby's room in the middle of the night? I think we fight the most at like 2 a.m. when we're both like when Ruby wakes both of us up and we like fight as to who's going next to the room. Like we're so we're like so nasty to each other at 2 a.m. Like it's it's scary. <laughs> so that's like our biggest fight right now is like that Ruby conversation at two in the morning. But then I think, you know, obviously money is always an argument, but we're really good at at talking through those things. If you guys missed it, we we did an entire podcast, Brandon and I, I think it was last week, talking about how we resolve problems. A lot of it, Brandon said, was just shoving it under the rug, but he was just trying to be funny. We do shove things under the rug, but it's it is something that we are able like we we're really good at resolving our issues or like talking through them. We're very we're very open and, and we communicate a lot, um, which I think is key. Yeah, I also think that you have you you forgive and forget pretty easily. Yeah, I'm not like a no. We're not grudge holders. Yeah. How do you and Brandon enjoy the now? whilst focusing on the future like how do you enjoy like the moment when you know that like you know you have three kids you have to make sure that like going forward like everything is set up for them and like you know you're planning your future but you want to stay focused how do you do that yeah I mean we we unfortunately get reminders from a lot of situations which you know I don't know they're not like sometimes they're they're small things but like for example I mean this is going very dark. But for example, last night we watched a documentary on the Holocaust. The survivor who was speaking was talking about how she had such a beautiful life with her family. She was 15. And then one morning, just like the routine stopped and like they were in war and their whole lives changed and they were separated from their family. And each one was taken away from each other. And we just looked at each other and we were like, we both like went into each kid's room while they were sleeping and just like laid with them and hugged them, even though we were so dreading what we were going to have to deal with at two in the morning when we started fighting and yelling at each other. We forgot quickly about it. But uh, we were just like, we're so freaking lucky. Like, who knows when things can change? You know, it's just so important to just take a step back and be like, today has been amazing so far. And, you know, let's tell our kids how much we love them and tell each other how much we love each other. And we do really try to focus on, you know, the present day rather than, you know, tomorrow or a week from now. Obviously, we plan trips or make dinner plans and things like that. But we really try to focus and be present on the days, you know, while we're in them and being with the kids. Something that I love that you guys do, and I think a lot of people do this, but I think it's just like one thing that people can do every day with their family is, you know, the pit in the peak with your kids. Ruby loves that. 
it's just like such a like a nice gentle reminder of like what made you happy that day. Yeah. And it's just like it's cool and it's cool to see what the kids say. So just to let everyone know, we do this thing every week called Pit and Peak. I learned it from my friend Chelsea, but we sit down at the table when we're with the kids on like a Sunday and we go around the table and we all share our pit from the week and our peak from the week. And it's so cute because Ruby's peak is always like right now being with my family. She's very like attached to the family. Yeah, she's And Esme just like kind of copies what she says, even though like she doesn't even know what she's talking about. Sometimes she says, you know, real things, but it's really special. And it's special because it's for Ruby. It's and, and Esme. It's always the time with their family is their peak of the week. This is fun. Um, <laughs> biggest joy and biggest challenge, which each daughter at the moment. Daughter? Daughter. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. I'll start from, from Ruby. So biggest joy with Ruby is that we can like really talk about things. So like having like real conversations and she like fully understands. She like fully understands what I'm talking about, you know, like re- like real life things. And she wants to know them and understand them. Challenge is, you know, she's very, very attached to me. Super, super attached, like next level attached. You could like peel her off of my body. That's been a challenge with with Ruby. Esme, oh, this age is just like a dream. It's just a dream. My biggest challenge with Esme, oh, I guess getting her to, I mean, it's not really a challenge. She's just very independent. She likes to do things on her own. So I would say, you know, getting her to do more things with, but no, she does. I mean, I don't know. What's my biggest challenge with Esme? Esme doesn't care as much about how we feel, but like not in a horrible way. She doesn't like, she doesn't feel bad if like mommy and daddy are disappointed in something that she did. She's just kind of like, all right, She's get very out. smart. Like, she like, knows yeah. that like even last night when she was like crying and you were like reprimanding her, she was like. She knew the exact thing to say. She was yeah. like, I'm sorry, mommy. Yeah. She yeah. knew because she knew that that, like, that was the way to like move forward. Get her toys back. Yeah. She knew that's how she would move forward. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know if she really understood what she was apologizing for. So like that, I guess, would be the biggest challenge. But it's really barely a challenge. She's like an, a, joy, a joyous child. The joyful part of Esme is just she's not overly affectionate. So like. When she is, it's like you just melt. Like it's the best feeling in the entire world. And I mean, I feel pretty special because she really loves her mommy and she loves daddy too. But uh, she 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 loves me the most. <laughs> so that's and she likes me to lay with her at night. And I and that's like a pleasure because she you know she's easy. And then Navy, biggest challenge I guess would be just to not like not knowing what's bothering her if something's bothering her. But that's, you know, with eight-month-olds, I'm pretty sure it's teeth right now. But, you know, she's, like, not in the best mood when, you know, we're trying to give her food. Like, something's bothering her. Like, wanting to understand what she's feeling is is my biggest challenge with her. The I mean, everything else is the best. I mean, she's the happiest, smiliest, chunkiest baby. And she's just so delicious. I don't even know how many. I, I could list everything about her. She's just... A dream. I've never seen such a happy baby in my entire life. I know. She's just so cute. She's so cute. They they honestly, they're all so, like, they, they all are just, like, a pleasure. And, a, like, they're, but, you know, they're they're growing. And they don't know, like, how, 
you know, to really express their emotion, like how they're feeling. They don't have a voice, you know, what's going on in their bo- their little bodies, like they're feeling all new things. So just like trying to like work with them on expressing themselves in like the proper way and really hearing them without me getting like frustrated or impatient. That's a challenge with all with toddlers in general and kids. You know, it's it's working together. I thought this was an interesting question. Do you think that it's too late to come into the blogging world? No. Do you have advice for someone that wants to come into the blogging world? Yeah. I mean, I think be very true to who you are. It's it is very saturated. So don't come in, you know, trying to just post trendy outfits. I think really have a story behind, you know, your profile, who you are, what what you're going through in life, your journey. People want to connect to someone that they can relate to. I think it's different for someone like me who started in 2009 because in the beginning, that's all I did. And now I feel like I'm doing the opposite where I'm just posting, you know, and not really sharing so much about my life. But I do think that is what grew me to where I am today is just being able to fully connect with people and, you know, others being able to relate to my journey. I agree. I think staying like true to yourself and also like finding your niche because it's so interesting like all the influencers that have like entered like recently like whether it be through TikTok or Instagram like I think a lot of them that are successful it's because they have like something that's different than everyone else yeah totally um okay thoughts on Botox I believe in Botox (laughs) um I believe, but I do think that it's very much a personal decision on when you want to do it or if you want to do it. Um, I started at 30, so I've been doing it for four years. I do it once every six months, so once a year. Or no, yeah, once a year or twice a year. It's twice a year. But um, I just do my forehead, um, and I, I mean, I don't have, like, crazy lines, but I do think it's good to be preventative. Um, I'm going to start. I think it works. Yeah. Well, you're very young to start, but to each their own. To each their own. Well, I have more wrinkles than you you did. Okay. Top three people that inspire your style. doesn't have to be influencers. Like just three people in the world that like really inspire your style. Mary-Kate Olsen from day one, from the beginning. It never changed. Even when she was in cowboy boots and legging, I still, I wore all of those outfits. I've always been inspired by her. Ashley too, but but for some reason I connect more with Mary Kate. Obviously, my older sister is huge inspiration, but we have such different style. But I just love that she loves her st- like she knows who she is. That really attracts me to someone's style. Is like that they're very much their own, you know? Right. Not trying to be someone else. Right. Yeah, that's like very hard to come by. Also, especially with yeah. Instagram, because now everyone oh, yeah. sees everything. Yeah, then it feels just like, I don't know, you could tell who is very true to, you know, right. who they are. Yeah. I have to think about that. There was one other person, and they're European, and I don't remember who it is, but I will come back to it. Okay. Um, planning a wedding. What are some small things that you will never forget about your special day? Um, I wish I didn't, like make myself so crazy over it because obviously you know your wedding is a huge moment and everyone who's getting married like it's very exciting and it's a huge moment but like the things that come after that it's like I don't even remember my wedding day like it like it was the best weekend of my life but like the little things like who we were inviting and like the flowers like obviously you want it to be beautiful but like it just doesn't matter after 
you know, like. But was there anything like, know. was there anything specific that you remember and you're like, I'm so happy that I did this or like, I'm so yeah. happy that like. Okay. I'll tell you what, what I wish I did. I didn't buy a change of address. So that was really important. Um, I, on Thursday night before the rehearsal dinner, my older sister was like, the dress just arrived, blah, blah, blah. Here's like the, the tool and the skirt. And she was like, how are you going to dance in this? And I was like, well, I don't know. Like, isn't that what she's like? No, most people buy a change, a change for like the dance party. So we overnighted a dress from Revolve, like a little white mini dress um, to the hotel. But I had wished I wish that I planned that out because I could have done something really special and, and pretty. But um, that was something that I, I I would say to make sure you do. Um, and then the other thing that I feel like I really like what I loved about our wedding is that we didn't have a band. I know a lot of people like a band, but like we just did the DJ the whole time because like that's the kind of music we like right. to dance to. Like, I don't know. We got to pick like our whole, you know, playlist and it, it was just it was perfection. Yeah. What are some things that you really want to accomplish over the coming years? I'd love to buy a home. That's my goal. I would say in like the next three to five years, I'd really, really like to buy a home. I feel like I get so many questions about the Hamptons. Everyone's like, why aren't you buying? Are you buying a house? Are you building? We're not doing anything until we can afford what we really want. So we're, you know, we're being smart about it. We're saving. We're we're making sure that we pull the plug when it's the right time. But that that is my goal is to buy a home out east. Professionally, I want to just continue on the path that we're on. We we doubled since last year, um, which has been pretty incredible. We're going to continue to open more retail locations and really take the company global and, and really build out a lifestyle brand. We're on the right path and we've built an incredible team. So I want to keep growing that team, creating a good environment, going back to the office. So this was a lot of fun. I hope you got some more detail on the questions you wanted me to answer. Thank you, Bailey, for asking them and vetting them all. I'm going to be doing more of these on the podcast. So keep sending us questions whenever I put the stickers up. Thank you to those who suggested a Q&A episode, plus all those who submitted questions. If we didn't get to yours today, we'll definitely answer it on the next Q&A episode. And thank you to all of you that continue to listen to my podcast. Please come back for more next week. Reach out to us with any questions about the podcast or who you want us to bring on next. DM us on Instagram at Something Navy. See you next week. That's a wrap for today's episode of In-House. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more thoughtful discussions and amazing guests. Make sure you follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And of course, follow me at Ariel Charnis and at Something Navy. See you next week.